0: Hello, welcome to the Servative Hour. It's an hour of political commentary of an opposite of what you would hear on conservative movement media. I'm uh, Brian Merry, host of the Servative Hour since August 2005, and the topic for this August 30th, 2022 is a trump RAID Update and oh also the Fall Fun Drive is coming up September 9th through the 15th and also there's the Blues Blowout Labor Day Weekend and I've signed up for Saturday night from 11pm until Sunday morning 2am we'll be playing blues from the late 1910s to as far as I get to. I've got a list going up to the 1950s so far. Time for your Trump raid update. That's the headline from Wonket.com. This is by Liz Dye, from August 29th, 2022, off of Wonkett.com. On Friday afternoon, U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt unsealed a redacted version of the affidavit, authorizing the FBI to search the former president's South Florida Temple of Tackiness. Once again, Donald Trump's PR strategy of screaming bloody murder and demanding transparency from his accusers ran headlong into a rational legal strategy of shutting the hell up and letting experienced counsel negotiate behind the scenes, leaving rationality sprawled on the ground, wondering why it just got sacked by its own teammates. In fact, the affidavit revealed that the former president, F. POTUS, made off with at least two dozen boxes full of government property, some of which was sensitive defense information derived from human sources and refused to give it back for upwards of a year, even after being subpoenaed. The Washington Post has a hair-raising piece on Trump's habit of of tossing classified and unclassified documents together in cardboard boxes and having his aides schlep the whole mess around wherever he went. Quote from the Washington Post. Boxes of documents even came with Trump on foreign travel, following him to hotel rooms around the world, including countries considered foreign adversaries of the United States. There was no rhyme or reason. It was classified documents on top of newspapers, on top of papers people printed out of things they wanted him to read. The boxes were never organized, Grisham said. He'd want to get work done on long trips, so he'd just rummage through the boxes. That was our filing system. End quote from Washington Post. So, Trump was leaving data about human sources in foreign hotels when he visited. Awesome. Last week, Trump's lawyers filed an insane motion in Florida screeching that the Justice Department is biased against Trump, that the raid was unlegal, that Attorney General Merrick Garland is mean, and that it's no fair that Hillary Clinton didn't go to email jail while Donald Trump, who, quote, cooperated, unquote, fully with the National Archives, N-A-R-A, had his home invaded. Boo-hoo. Trump hit the jackpot when the case was assigned to U.S. District Judge Eileen Cannon, a 41-year-old Trump appointee, but even Judge Cannon wasn't going to do anything on the basis of that pile of dog vomit. So she told them to go away and come back with an actual legal document, laying out specifically what they wanted and why they were entitled to get it. And while they were at it, they were supposed to explain why they haven't yet managed to serve the government. On Friday night, Trump's Sparkle Magic legal team complied with the order. Sort of. What they want is for the court to impose a special master to conduct a privilege review of the documents seized, and for the FBI to issue them a more detailed receipt laying out exactly what was taken. As to why they haven't yet managed to serve the government, they say that they emailed the DOJ, and even though that's not technically compliant, they should get credit anyway. They also told a whole pack of lies about how cooperative F. POTUS and his lawyers have been, and painted this as a simple dispute over the Presidential Records Act. Quote, Even though the Presidential Records Act is not a criminally enforceable statute, unquote, conveniently ignoring the Espionage Act and obstruction allegations very clearly laid out in the warrant. And even though the document was preposterous on its face, it was good enough for Judge Cannon, who issued an order on Saturday announcing her preliminary intent to appoint a special master in light of, quote, plaintiff's submissions and the exceptional circumstances presented, end quote, Trump is getting most of what he wants here, with Cannon ordering the DOJ to file under seal a detailed inventory of what was seized and a, quote, particularized notice indicating the status of defendant's review of the seized property, including any any filter review conducted by the privilege review team and any discussion of materials beyond the privilege review team, end quote. And for the public docket, prosecutors will need to file a motion responding to the request for a special master in advance of a hearing Wednesday. In a word, this is blanking ridiculous. Not least because these bloody idiots still haven't managed to serve the defendant. This case is already live in another court. There's no basis for the court's jurisdiction. The court has already announced its conclusion before hearing from the parties, and it calls for the government to tip its hand on the status of an ongoing investigation. And not for nothing, but issuing an order on Saturday afternoon calling for the government to respond on Tuesday to a non-emergency motion regarding a search that took place three weeks ago is totally nuts. It's also stupidly risky for Trump... Was all but daring the government to file a public document making him look even more guilty than he already does. But stupid, stupidly risky is kind of Trump's brand, so here we are. In advance of the deadline for tomorrow's filings, this morning Juan Antonio Gonzalez, United States Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, and J.I. Bratt, Chief of the Counterintelligence and Export Control Section, of the DOJ National Security Division entered their appearance on behalf of the government. They also made a pointed reference to the filter team from the original warrant authorized by Judge Reinhardt and indicated that they've already gone through all the materials, as would have been expected from what was basically a handful of documents collected three weeks ago. Quote, Although the government will provide the court more more detail in its forthcoming supplemental filing, the government notes that before the court issued its preliminary order and in accordance with the judicially authorized search warrant's provisions, the Privilege Review Team, as described in paragraphs 81-84 through of the search warrant affidavit, identified a limited set of materials that potentially contain attorney-client privilege information, completed its review of those materials, and is in the process of following the procedures set forth in paragraph 84 of the search warrant affidavit to address potential privilege disputes, if any. They write, They also note that, quote, the Department of Justice and the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, ODNI, are currently facilitating a classification review of materials recovered pursuant to the search, end quote, a reference to the ongoing intelligence assessment demanded by Congress of the damage that may have occurred from F. POTUS, apparently storing data gathered by human sources in the storage locker by the pool at his country club. Meanwhile, the New York Times reports that Trump's lawyers, Bizarro Strategies, have left their DOJ counterparts scratching their heads. Quote from the New York Times. Mr. Trump, people familiar with his thinking, sees the Attorney General Merrick B. Garland not as the federal government's chief law enforcement officer, but merely as a political foe and someone with whom he can haggle about about how much anger exists over the situation. Maggie Haberman and Glenn Thrush Report. Apparently the straight arrow lawyers at the Justice Department, who don't speak mobster as a first language, were, quote, befuddled, unquote, by Trump's message that, quote, The country is on fire. What can I do to reduce the heat? End quote. Was it a threat? A negotiation tactic? Who the hell even knows? And meanwhile, Boris Epstein, a lawyer who spent the past 15 years working as a Republican uh, communications uh, hack, is, quote, the closest thing to a legal quarterback in Mr. Trump's orbit, unquote, these days, says the New York Times. And uh, this week should be wild, aren't they all, though? And that article can be found under the headline, Time for your Monday Trump Raid Update. It's on Wonket.com. Yes, I chose a fairly simple topic tonight. Lots of material available. So, topic for tonight is uh, Trump Raid Update. Phone numbers 402-474-5086. If you call in, I'd like to have you state your point of view on uh, the Trump Raid and... Uh, January 6th, or uh, anything else that you might like to uh, talk about. It's now 11.17 p.m. Central Daylight Time, and this is KZUM Lincoln and KZUM HD broadcasting live from the studios of KZUM located high atop Peanut Hill, College View, Neighborhood, of Lincoln, Nebraska. So, why might he have wanted all of these things? Could it be that they're worth billions of dollars and that he has oh, almost a billion dollars in loans that are coming due soon? Could provide a solution to uh, the problem, at least temporarily, perhaps in his mind. Co plotting Trump might have also had documents revealing U.S. intelligence sources. This article is well, a couple weeks ago. It's still relevant. It's by Stephen Robinson. It's from August 15th, 2022. Wonket.com. Actually, all the articles I have tonight are from wonket.com. Like I said, I wanted an easy topic, lots of things going on. I'll be having surgery September 19th, next day the 20th, and uh, still trying to see if I'll have someone substitute or extend program to cover mine. will be at least a couple weeks I'll be gone. And lots of getting ready for that. It's a hip replacement surgery. Yeah. So, anyway, when the FBI conducted a perfectly legal search of Donald Trump's tacky Florida alligator arrest home, Republicans demanded to know why the Department of Justice would dare inconvenience a former coup-plotting president. It turns out the feds were retrieving classified documents Trump had stolen at the end of his term. This led to Republican hacks insisting there's no such thing as, quote, classified, unquote, documents if Trump wishes real hard. Trump's former campaign strategist, Jason Miller, claimed Trump had a, quote, standing order, unquote, that whatever important documents he took with him to Mar-a-Lago were instantly declassified, And, uh, this seems remarkably sloppy and unsafe, it's also not entirely legal. As Grammy Wood writes for The Atlantic, there, quote, are certain materials that presidents cannot declassify and declassify at will. Uh, The first big one, as in Kaboom, is nuclear secrets. Quote, the Atomic Energy Acts of 1946 and 1954 produced an even stranger category of classified knowledge. Anything related to the production or use of nuclear weapons and nuclear power is inherently classified, and Trump could utter whatever he words whatever words he pleased, yet still be in possession of classified material. End quote. The Washington Post revealed Thursday that the classified documents the FBI was after weren't, in fact, personal love letters Trump had exchanged with Kim Jong-un, but nuclear secrets which the president can't, quote, declassify, unquote, certainly not on his way out the door after a failed coup. Come on, just read those last few words out loud. The other inherently classified information is the identity of spies, according to federal government sources, quote, documents with the potential to reveal U.S. intelligence sources, including human sources on the American government payroll, unquote, were potentially in Trump's possession. Whoops. We have to use vague terms such as, quote, potentially, unquote, because the FBI and Department of Justice can't release an itemized list of the classified data Trump stuffed in a -a Mar-a-Lago basement. Intelligence sources familiar with the classification system and the investigation say that neither the search warrant nor the inventory, if unsealed, will likely answer most people's questions about whether the search was necessary. In order to prove that this was a matter of national security and essential to be done in this way, some detail on what Trump was keeping will have to be revealed." One intelligence officer, granted anonymity to speak about an ongoing investigation, tells Newsweek, quote, that might be difficult for the government precisely because of the sensitivity of the documents, end quote. The supposed, quote, transparency, unquote that Trump's Republican enablers demand is actually a national security risk which they probably know and are exploiting to their advantage when spreading lies about a politically motivated, quote, witch hunt, unquote. Let's assume just for the moment that Donald Trump is a dishonest man. It should greatly concern reasonable people that he might have stolen documents containing nuclear secrets and the identity of government spies. This is valuable information, and as Wonkett's noted, pointing and laughing, Trump is personally leveraged, all to be damned. His businesses will have to pay lenders an estimated $900 million by 2024. He's not personally a Top Gun sequel, so he can't just raise that over the summer. Forbes reported back in 2020, Quote, About half of the debt coming due from the start of 2021 to the end of 2024 is secured against assets that the president and his children own outright. He will have to pay back loans against his hotel in Washington, D.C., his golf resort in Miami, and his tower in Chicago. He'll also have to sort out the debt against Trump Tower and Trump Plaza in New York City, end quote. Trump isn't just a desperate, broke-ass former president, although that's a sufficient security risk. He also literally attempted to overthrow the duly elected government. He's a fascist wannabe autocrat with nothing but contempt for liberal democracy. We shouldn't put it past him to trade nuclear secrets and American lives with a hostile foreign powers if it meant installing himself as U.S. dictator for the remainder of his miserable life. Trump is an active domestic threat. It's time for the hammer to fall. And once again, this is actually a call-in talk radio show. So, call in about the topic, which is the Trump raid, and an update on how's uh, things going with that. Or just call in. Phone number is 402 474 5086. I know some of you out there have political opinions in your off hours. Perhaps you might like to state them for everyone to hear. It's a thought. 402 474 5086. Although I'm young, I got a job to do. the mic. My- KZM Lincoln and KZM HD. 89.3 on your radio dial, and we are glorious. No, I won't give in, I won't give in, till I'm victorious. And I will defend, I will defend, and I'll do what I must. No, I won't give in, I won't give in. Support for KZUM. KZUM has been the voice of the community since 1978 and welcomes everyone's opinion. However, any editorials presented on this station are those of the commentators. The opinions expressed in our programming do not necessarily reflect the views of the station, the management, or the Sunrise Communications Board of Directors. Republicans just going to... Defund, unquote, any actual integrity within FBI. Spy Stefan Robinson, August 22nd, 2022, from Wonket.com. Waging war against the FBI like some common hippies who we usually support hasn't worked out well for Republicans. Even Donald Trump's former wingman, Mike Pence, said last week, quote, The calls to defund the FBI are just as wrong as calls to defund the police, Of course, activists had enough of cops killing black people. Republicans are throwing a fit because the FBI executed a legal search of Trump's Florida McMansion. Saturday, GOP Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene possibly the worst person on earth, tweeted, quote, The FBI's political targeting of President Trump is the same type of thing they did to Martin Luther King. They always abused their power to take down their political enemies. Unquote. You'd think Green could no longer shock us, like Madonna in the early 1990s. After all, if anyone had a tiger-beat centerfold of J. Edgar Hoover hanging in their bedroom we imagine it would have been teenage Marjorie Taylor Greene. Hoover's FBI targeted Dr. King as a national security threat. The commies apparently paid to convince black people segregation sucked. The FBI monitored every move Dr. King made for years without legal grounds and later sent an anonymous letter calling him an, quote, evil and normal beast, unquote, and urging him to commit suicide. Dr. King's daughter, Bernice King, who has to live with this crap, dismissed Green's nonsense as, quote, a really unfortunate, untrue, and deliberately misleading tweet. She was generous. And to read fully from Bernice King, this is a really unfortunate, untrue, and deliberately misaligning tweet. I earn, earnestly wish that people would stop appropriating my father in support of actions and actors that he clearly would not endorse. He was assassinated for working for justice and for a better humanity. End quote. Green has always been on the, quote, defund the FBI train ever since the Mar-a-Lago raid and Brianna Joy Gray, former press secretary for Bernie Sanders, suggested, quote, The left should take advantage of the right's new acknowledgement of systemic bias and push it to abolish the FBI. Unquote. Gray would probably get in the car with Abe Vigoda at the end of The Godfather. Green and other Republicans denouncing the FBI have not suddenly acknowledged systemic bias in law enforcement. They just resent that their tool of oppression was used against one of their own. Some Republicans have softened their attack. It's not the rank-and-file FBI that sucks, but it's, quote, woke leadership, unquote. That doesn't hold up to scrutiny, even if all you know about the FBI comes from watching The X-Files. GOP Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee told Fox News host Maria Bartiromo that a, quote, certain group, a certain cabal, has politicized the FBI, unquote. Cabal is the new d'etat of treason talk, we guess. She just means a liberal veggie tray in the FBI is persecuting innocent former presidents who steal classified documents. Blackburn, quote, on Marie Barton Taramo show, quote, we have wonderful men and women who are working in that agency. We have wonderful individuals that have retired out. We have heard from some of the whistleblowers. The work that Senator Chuck Grassley is continuing to do is going to be very important to make certain that the FBI is returned, that the leadership of the FBI is returned to being a non-political agency, unquote. Right-wing hacks Blackburn and Bartiromo didn't mention that if there's a, quote, politicized cabal, unquote, within the FBI, it's hardly liberal. Current FBI director Christopher Wray is a Republican and Federalist Society member who Trump literally appointed himself after he fired Republican James Comey, whose mishandling of Hillary Clinton's FBI investigation helped elect Trump and thus destroyed the world. The alternate reality where Clinton became president probably has hover cars. Republicans want to return the FBI to its quote non-political unquote, glory days, when the Bureau regularly engaged in the quote illegal harassment and surveillance, unquote, of several rights leaders and anti-war activists. Poor Brianna Joy Gray really thought she could make the peace with a rival political family. Republicans will never actually defund the FBI. Republicans defund public schools and the arts. If they start defunding guys with guns, why even get up in the morning? And uh, that's by Stefan Robinson. can be found on Wankat.com. Under the headline, Republicans just going to defund any actual integrity within the FBI. And I suppose if they had their way, well, they would have, uh, for their, what they call integrity, um, probably Rudy Giuliani as Attorney General, and Sidney Powell as uh, head of the FBI, Uh, Michael Flynn, of course, Secretary of Defense, and uh, who would be best for Director of National Intelligence, probably Paul Manafort. That way he'd be able to hand over... Oh, and then uh, for CIA, Alex Jones. Yeah, I think that would be restoring what uh, they want to restore, which would be something that's never been there before, but uh, perhaps J. Edgar Hoover only dreamed of, along with Richard Nixon and Roger Stone. Okay, and uh, a lot of little bitty mean men making great big threats about riots in the streets right now. This is by Evan Hurst from August twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, Wonket dot com. We didn't want to let this day draw to a close without a quick visit with Saint Innocent of Marlago. Who was martyred atop a flaming pile of big mac wrappers when the feds stole his personal state secrets and wouldn't give them back and now he can't even scan them into the computer to email to all his best quote death to america unquote buds allegedly donald trump and his very smart clown college valedictorian lawyers keep insisting at us that they've been cooperating with the National Archives and the Justice Department every step of the way, which is why this sudden and surprising FBI search was so unfair. So the Washington Post came out with a new report late last night that helps us answer the question, quote, How long has this been going on? How long has this been going on? Okay. Anyway, And that answer seems to be, quote, literally since five seconds after he waddle-rolled out of the White House and scampered off to Mar-a-Lago. Get a load of this letter from the General Counsel of the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, in May of 2021, quote, It is also our understanding that roughly two dozen boxes of original presidential records were kept in the residence of the White House over the course of President Trump's last year in office and have not been transferred to NARA, despite a determination by Pat Cipollone in the final days of the administration that they need to be... Unquote, wrote Gary Stern, the agency's chief counsel, in an email to Trump's lawyers in May of 2021, according to a copy reviewed by the Washington Post. End quote from the Washington Post. He just took 24 boxes of God knows what state secrets up to the residents, then shuffled them out the door when he lost. Great. So Patsy Baloney Esquire, LLC, PLC, determined while Trump was still president... That there were 24 boxes of blank next to Trump's gold White House toilet that needed to go to NARA. It did not happen. So therefore, ta-da, this email. What does this tell us, Washington Post? Quote, the email shows NARA officials were concerned about Trump keeping dozens of boxes of official records even before he left the White House. Concerns that only grew in the coming months as Trump repeatedly declined to return the records. It also showed that Trump's lawyers had concerns about Trump taking the documents and agreed that the boxes should be returned, at least according to the top archives officials, while Trump kept the documents, Hey, remember one second after Trump lost when the Washington Post had that article about all the officials worried Trump was going to steal state secrets? Turns out all this was going on in the background with Trump with his secret boxes upstairs and then Trump stealing his boxes from the White House. This, of course, moves the calendar way back to the question of how many years and months NARA has been... uh, nicely asking Trump to return what he stole as he stuffs documents down the back of his tighty-whities, securing the knowledge that ain't nobody going after them in there. In the email, Stern, the NARA counsel refers to how he shared his concerns about this during the last days of Trump's single term in office with a different Trump lawyer. The Post says this email sounds, quote, pleading at times, and they asked... And they asked, and they asked, and they asked, and they asked, and they asked. Apparently, Trump only gave up those 15 boxes in January after Stern told them NARA was about to have to tell Congress about this. Quote, from Washington Post. Stern told Trump advisors that he did not want to escalate and notify Congress, sources said. Quote, we just want everything back, was his message, according to one Trump advisor. Uh, Spoiler. They didn't get everything back. And then it goes on uh, with uh, who wants a hysterical babbling truth social screed from Trump about how innocent he is? Here you go. And I'll just read the beginning of it. Even, Even though I'm as innocent as a person can be, and despite my campaign being spied on by the radical left, the FISA court being lied to and defrauded, and all of the many hoaxes and scams that were illegally placed on me by very sick and demented people. Yeah, okay, then it goes on and on and on, as he always would do, going on and on and on. And a lot of little bitty mean A lot of little bitty men making great big threats about riots in the streets right now. It's from Wonket.com, August 30th, 2022, by Evan Hurst. From today. Every headline, every revelation about exactly which of America's most closely guarded secrets Donald Trump took to Mar a Lago to rub all over his grundle is worse than the last. What's the latest? Oh, just that it looks like Trump was holding intel that could be put human intelligence sources in danger, which is entirely expected when you think about it, considering how offended Trump always was that there might be spies looking over at the shoulders of America's avowed enemies, a.k.a. Trump's favorite world leaders. Hey, remember that time in 2017 when the CIA had to extract our highest level human source intelligence sources in the Kremlin, the one critical to the assessment that Vladimir Putin had personally directed the 2016 election attack for Trump's benefit against Hillary Clinton? Yeah, it's kind of unsettling to hear that Trump squirreled that sort of intel off to Mar-a-Lago. It really opens up a whole barrel of questions about what kind of traitor-level crimes we might be dealing with there. So, obviously, this would be a good time for Trump's faithful uh, blank lickers in the Republican Party, people like Lindsey Graham, to just casually and innocently suggest that if Trump were to be prosecuted, then he's just saying there would probably be, quote, riots in the streets, unquote. You wouldn't want riots in the streets, now would you? It's not like Trump has incited a terrorist attack against the country when his back was against the wall before. Oh, wait, he has. Here's what Graham said on Sunday night. Quote, if there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information, said Senator Lindsey Graham on Fox News, there will be riots in the streets. Oh, no, what's going to happen? they're going to attack the capital again because this time there won't be any syncopated fence in the pentagon with their thumbs up their butts allegedly when the calls begging for help come in and the commander in chief won't be sitting in the white house throwing ketchup at the wall or watching the riot footage on fox news and clapping his hands america's gr- greatest domestic threat saw this and he sure did repost it on his grandpa's only social media network for grandpas only, thus amplifying the threat. And I see Trump just posted the clip of Lindsey Graham Graham threatening riots if he's prosecuted. Of course he did. Oh yeah. (coughs) Oh yeah, y'all gonna attack America again. Blanking try it. Quote, Mommy, why do the tanks chasing the Trump terrorists have numbers on their backs like we're at a 10K race? Oh, I guess they're just letting people sponsor them or something. Neat. Can we go get ice cream? Yesterday, Trump kept blank posting, kept inciting, and certainly appeared to call for FBI agents to revolt on his behalf. And then it's got the tweet from Trump. I'll just leave off on reading it. It's nuts. When are FBI agents... They, oh, here's a bit of it. When are FBI agents going to say, quote, we aren't going to take it anymore, like they did in 2016, he asked? When will they go, quote, nuts, like they did when the FBI refused to lock her up, lock her up Hillary Clinton, uh, simply because there was no case against her? And speaking of Hillary Clinton... As Greg Sargent notes in the Washington Post, there was another component to Lindsey Graham's belly aching, something that took it beyond a simple threat that Trump supporters will further terrorize America if the human uh, anal fissure they worship is indicted. Quote, most Republicans, this is a quote from Lindsey Graham, most Republicans, including me, believe that, that when it comes to Trump, there is no law, Graham seethed, in that Fox appearance quote it's all about getting him unquote. Graham then called the 2016 FBI investigation of Hillary Clinton's email practices a quote debacle unquote. Graham predicted quote riots in the streets unquote, if Trump is prosecuted precisely because she was not prosecuted which would constitute an unfair double standard that's from, uh, that's from the Washington Post In case you want to go back and refresh your memory of how Hillary Clinton didn't do literally anything worthy of an indictment, we explained that thoroughly six years ago, the FBI and 900 Republican-led congressional committees investigated Hillary Clinton's emails over and over and over again. We couldn't find blank to prosecute. The Justice Department inspector general investigated and found zero reason to prosecute Hillary Clinton. Truly, the worst thing Hillary Clinton did was she acted a bit like a boomer about email security best practices while serving as Secretary of State. All these years later, not a damn one of these Republican fools could actually explain what it is they think Hillary Clinton did with her emails, not if you held a gun to their heads. All they know is that, again, all these years later, their supporters still break out into mangy, Pavlonian rabid dog-gasms at the mere mention of her name. So they say, but Hillary, and think that absolves Donald Trump of whatever actual treason he may have committed and they think it's cool to say that if he faces consequences for actual crimes and she doesn't for whatever they think she did in their deranged hallucinations, then they have a free pass to do more terrorist attacks to America. They think, as Sargent notes, that if he goes to prison for crimes and she doesn't for not crimes, that, quote, constitutes unequal treatment before the law, unquote, Therefore, they're threatening criminal riots in the streets. Again, blank you. This is the real world. It's not your Tiananmen Square, you dumb blanking cows. In the summer of 2016, after an exhaustive investigation and after then-FBI director James Comey finally sat down with Hillary Clinton for three and a half hours and asked her what's up with all her emails about yoga and the good wife... He explained to the American people, and a hell of a lot of preening editorializing, that, quote, no reasonable prosecutor, unquote, would bring charges against Hillary Clinton. Later that year, the FBI found a few copies of the same emails on Anthony Weiner's Peener Weiner laptop, and Comey blanked the election by announcing, 11 days before the election, that the investigation had been reopened. Then a few days later, he was like, oops, that was nothing. I am sorry, my bad. Oh no, did I hurt the election? If Trump is indicted, the Justice Department will have to prove its case, whether it's obstruction of justice, espionage, a combination of those, or something more horrible. And they'll have to explain it, and a jury or juries, depending on how many crimes he ultimately ends up on the hook for, and whether investigations get merged, etc., will have to agree that they have proven their case, that indeed would be the very definition of equal application of the law. And if that means the loser is going to prison, that's what it means. And if a bunch of his loser supporters also would like to go to prison, then riot and see what happens. Maybe they can cry to the judge during their trials about how hurtful it was that Joe Biden called them, quote, semi-fascists, unquote. And then as it has here a tweet from Josh Marshall. He says, I'm having a hard time keeping track of whether we're complaining about Joe Biden calling hardcore MAGA supporters semi-fascist or threatening that hardcore MAGA supporters will resort to paramilitary street violence if their maximum leader is subject to ordinary legal penalties. End quote. And that article can be found on woncat.com under the headline, Lots of Little Bitty Men Making Great Big Threats About Riots in the Streets Right Now. Joe Biden Drops F-Bomb on MAGA Chuds. Damn right they're fascists. It's by Dr. Zoom from August 26th, 2022. President Joe Biden gave a barn burner of a speech in Maryland last night to help kick off the campaign for this fall's midterms, thanking voters for voting to protect democracy from Donald Trump and his burn-it-all-down thugs and warning that the very fate of democracy will be on the ballot as long as Trumpism is a force. Biden spoke at a high school gym in Rockville, Maryland, to help the campaign of Democratic candidate for governor Wes Moore, who's running against genuine Trump-snuggling election denier Dan Cox. Biden didn't name Cox, but called him exactly the sort of, quote, MAGA Republican, unquote, that threatens democracy. In the speech, Biden contrasted MAGA chuds with, quote, real Republicans, like current Maryland Governor Larry Hogan, who's term limited. Unfortunately, the people Biden considers, quote, real Republicans, unquote, are the ones that the MAGA party calls, quote, rhinos. And it seems, oh, uh, the biggest rhetorical bombshell of Biden's Maryland visit actually came before the speech, and, as far as we can tell, isn't on video. At a fundraising dinner with Democratic donors, Biden called the Trump version of the GOP precisely what it is. Quote, What we're seeing now is either the beginning of the death knell of an extreme maga philosophy It's not just Trump. It's the entire philosophy that underpins the, I'm going to say something, it's like semi-fascism. End quote. That semi theme seems overly generous, frankly, and it should be clear that Biden's suggestion that extreme MAGA views might be facing their, quote, death knell isn't just wishful thinking. It's a call for voters to keep the insurrectionists out of office for as long as it takes for the madness to ebb. That call to protect democracy from the tender mercies of the mob waving tiki torches and AK AR-15s was a running theme in the speech itself, even if Biden held back from the F-word this time. His meaning was perfectly clear on that point. And it seems to have run out of time for this evening's show. This has been the Servative Hour. Thank you very much for listening. Please call in sometime, and good night to you all.